Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello again. Welcome back to the podcast. For those who uh, were a little concerned or uh, shocked even at the uh, ending of the last episode, thank you for your concern. I'm okay. I'm great. Just a little crack in my armor if you will, had a very open and uh, unexpectedly emotional moment when just discussing uh, Kingston, Ontario, the Glorious Sons, uh, my future wife, all these things kind of just took me by surprise as much as it may have taken you by surprise if you subscribe to the the podcast. It's hard to be uh, so raw. And I had uh, questioned myself whether I wanted to hit publish on that episode, but there was really no way of editing around a couple of tears at the end. I said, you know what, I'm just going to let it ride. And I had some good feedback too, so thanks to everybody who reached out and uh, I just wanted to make sure I was doing good and everything. And and yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. A couple of notes I'd like to read off. For example, um, April sent one in and said, it's not bad radio. That's a matter of fact, great radio to be so honest and uh, to show vulnerability, I guess is the word. I've heard radio consultants use that before, saying being vulnerable is powerful. It's a powerful discussion point for the listener. So I hope that vulnerability uh, was okay with you. And I guess we'll pick up uh, on another message that I got from Lauren. Now, Lauren sent me a note, and the backstory here is that Lauren uh, gave me my first job speaking on the radio. Sorry, first paid job. I had some internships prior to that, but first paid gig. So we go way back. He does not in radio anymore. He actually looks after my finances, what little savings I have. He's kind of in charge of those. And uh, he sent me a note and said, this episode broke my heart a little bit. Perhaps it's time for the Boulevardier to come home. And I thought we'd just expand on the term Boulevardier off the top of this episode because uh, that was something that he and I used to talk a lot about. And he said I was the, he would often say that I was the Boulevardier of downtown Kingston. It was a term, I believe, I, I don't know if it was exclusive to this man, but this is where Lauren came across it because he grew up in Montreal. And Boulevardier was like a man about town, and it was used to describe a guy by the name of Nick Oftemar, who was a journalist, he was a politician, um, and he often basically just held court in various bars in in downtown Montreal. Uh, You know, he would just, people would just come and have meetings with him. Well, he drank, and uh, he was quite a a socialite of Montreal. he was even he was even a tourist attraction, I guess you could even think of it in some ways. But then, even more interestingly enough, he had a daughter named Melissa Oftemar, who you may recognize the name, maybe you don't, but she ended up playing bass for Courtney Love in the band called Hole. And then all of a sudden, it turned out that she was no longer Nick Oftemar's daughter. He was Melissa Oftemar's dad. It was like old switcheroo because she became more uh, more famous <laughs> than him. 
so she played bass with Hole, and uh, that obviously, with Courtney Love being the front woman of that band, um, was a little ruckus, I'd imagine. She did have a solo record that she released, which... I don't know. I thought it was okay. There's some people who are a little critical of it. This is a sample of uh, Melissa Oftemar. We'll just play a little if, if, to satisfy any curiosity. So followed the waves, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was her only uh, solo endeavor, and it didn't really go anywhere after that. She did also play bass for the Smashing Pumpkins for a little while, like at the tail end of the Smashing Pumpkins, um, like I think their last record before they broke up. And they've been back together since. I meant like in the late 90s. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's more of the Billy Corgan experience now for the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, so thanks, Lauren, for that. But it is not time for the Boulevardier to return to Kingston. I'm afraid that... You know, I've kind of made my bed uh, by moving away, and I did it for love. I did it for my own career uh, goals, and uh, you know, and just because uh, I'm stuck in Newmarket, Ontario, uh, doesn't mean that um, that it's time to take my ball and go home. It's not time to give up the good fight just yet. Uh, you know what? I've got a good a good trending to great radio program going on in Barrie, but that's the problem, and I think that. That's what really upsets me and really bothers me is that I'm in this limbo. I don't live in Barrie. I am not able to be a boulevardier of Barrie because it's 45 minutes away. I drive 45 minutes one way to go and do a radio show in a city that I try and connect with. And I looked at my gas bills. I looked at all the things that I do in Barrie, uh, whether it's golf tournaments, charities. I look at I teach kids bagpipes on Monday nights. I have a class of four or five kids that I teach bagpipes. I mean, I'm there all the time, but that's also leading to like a burnout factor because I'm driving and driving and the car costs and the gas and everything kind of builds up because I'm trying to be a boulevardier. I'm trying to be a man about town in the vein of Nick Oftemar, who became a bit of a, like he was, like, I, I mean, when Lauren introduced me to the concept, it's like he, it's like the movie Inception. He put a little tiny thing in that safe deep down in my subconscious. And I said, yeah, that's the way to go. I want to run for mayor one day. And I think that if I had stuck around Kingston long enough, if I hadn't have moved away and gone back and moved away and gone back, if I just spent my entire career there, uh, I probably could have run for mayor at one point or become a local politician um, because I think I was on my way to that eventually. I'd like to think I was. Um, but that's how I like to do business. I invest. I want to be a local character, a personality, I believe they call it. So thank you, Lauren, for that lesson on Nick Oftemar all those years ago. And I still do carry that uh, introduction uh, still in my heart and my mind, as you can see. Um, thought he was a cool character. I never met the man. I never even read one of his newspaper articles. Not once, no, but just the, the concept of it was awesome. On the topic of feeling down, magic mushrooms can, quote, reset a depressed brain. This was reported four hours ago by the BBC, um, and they say they did a, a study. There's been a lot of studies. You know, they, they, there's all about the cannabis legalization these days. But now, for some reason, these funny little things called magic mushrooms, which sound stupid. Like, how can you ever make a court case or make a, a legal precedent in Parliament 
to legalize magic mushrooms. I don't think <laughs> it just sounds ridiculous. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But the actual uh, they may be able to come up with some kind of derivative of it. Um, the study shows that uh, it lubricates the mind, they say, to help escape a cycle of depressive symptoms. They they also do, by the way, in the same article, say they don't recommend self-medicating. However, uh, but they found that half the patients ceased to be depressed and experienced changes in their brain activity uh, that lasted about five weeks after they used the, I think it's psilocybin or whatever that's the uh, key ingredient to magic mushrooms. So anyways, uh, I, maybe uh, well, they tell me not... To, they tell me not to self-medicate, so I won't. But it's an interesting concept. Let's follow up on some of the music chats that we had last time. I mentioned Liam Gallagher had a new record out. We featured some of the funny uh, funny quotes of Liam Gallagher. He is going to be in Toronto at the end of November. The uh, wheels are in motion, maybe. Possibly, fingers crossed, for an interview with Liam. I'm not holding my breath, but it would certainly be... <laughs> Talk about a boost. Uh, I could use a boost, and that would be nice. Uh, but his record is out and God, I love it. I love the album and I'm not alone because get this. I, and I know Liam and at Oasis are not the superstars. I mean, they had their moment in 1995 here in North America. They're not the superstars here that they are over in the UK or in Europe or even worldwide. Like they're big in Japan, Australia, everywhere, Mexico. Um, but his new record has sold. It's number one on the Billboard Top 20 in the UK, and it has sold more records than all of the other 19 other albums on the chart combined. That's how big it's selling, and it's awesome. Here is, I, I could go on forever about this new Liam Gallagher record, but I'm just going to play a sample of one song that I really, really like. It could probably be the next single. It's called Paper Crown. Beautiful. And like I say, there's such a John Lennon vibe on this record. There's another uh, track on the album, too, which I'll just I won't play a clip of it, but I'll, I'll mention it to you if you are so inclined to purchase or stream the album. It's called Come Back to Me. It is John Lennon. Like <laughs> I listened to it. I said, holy jeez. Like it, it, it's Liam Gallagher. It's not a ripoff, but it, it, it just oh, it's good. That's all I have to say. Now, there are the brothers. In Oasis, there's also Noel Gallagher, and they both have records coming out. So Liam's just came out last week. Noel has another one coming out. Uh, he's on his third solo album, uh, and this is he's got a new single now. It came out not too long ago, came out last week, called Holy Mountain. This is what Noel's new record sounds like. So I'm not too taken with it. I I hear that chorus. This is what I hear when I hear that, and I maybe I'm alone. She bangs, she bangs. That's what I hear. I hear she bangs, she bangs, and not even the the Ricky Martin version. I hear the William Hung's she bangs version. Oh baby, when she moves, she moves. I go crazy. There's a blast from the past. Do you remember William Hung, that 
that idiot from American Idol. <laughs> that's, I, that's what I hear when I hear that song. Um, also, the other thing that I hear, and here we'll start the. This is this is again Holy Mountain by Noel Gallagher from the top. So you get a real. That was just the chorus, but here's the whole thing. And that's pretty much it. That, you know, that's kind of how it sounds. And, you know, it's okay. It's an okay song. But I also hear the vaccines. It, and I don't expect you to know who the vaccines are. They're also a British band, a little more eclectic. I saw them in Montreal, I think, in 2011, open up for the Arctic Monkeys. I wasn't that impressed for them, actually. I, I didn't. I just thought they sucked. And then uh, I, uh, I rediscovered them a few years later. And uh, I gained an appreciation for them. This is Wrecking Bar, which I think is track one of their first full-length record. Sounds a bit like that Noel single. I mean, not verbatim, but it has the same vibe or the same production or the something about it just strikes similar to me. And it's funny because I, I looked at some of the comment sections of, uh, I think it was Noel Gallagher's fan page when he released the song. It's, people called him out and said, oh, great, so Noel's the vaccines now. So I'm not alone in that observation. Uh, back to domestic rock, okay? Back over to our side of the ocean. How about that? Uh, another couple of new records came out. And I've actually had these guys on the podcast, One Bad Son. I want to say thank you. I was at their record release party in Toronto uh, just two nights ago. Uh, Thursday evening, I uh, got to hang with the guys again. Um, super nice guys. And here's what I love about One Bad Son. They have toured hard and continue to tour hard. They, I think they're like six, the seven records deep or something. So, And each one kind of gets bigger and bigger. They're just like a slow burn. And they're a grind band. You know what I mean? They're getting one fan at a time. And the, I know they that people say that, get one fan at a time. But they really have taken that to like an extreme and that they've just been and and they're great guys and why not i mean that's how you gain fans is being by a nice person nowadays face to face anyways their new record is out too they also have a new single to go along with the release of the record raging bull went to uh, which was their last single went all the way to number one they got presented with an award at their uh, record release party Um, but this is the next single it's called scream for me That's one bad son. That's what they do. The other funny thing that uh, was presented to them, along with the uh, award for their uh, number one single, Raging Bull, was um, some travel luggage. Because, hey, man, new record. You're hitting the road. You're not going to be home for a while. Here's some nice new luggage for you to live out of. Also great to see some uh, pals. I got to see my good buddy, uh, Sarah Burke. Uh, she works at uh, Sirius XM now. Uh, we met uh, briefly uh, back in Kingston. She did a radio tour there for about eight months. Um, and we became buddies, and we're still buddies, which is nice. And 
Man, I got a tour of the uh, Sirius XM satellite radio studios in Liberty Village in Toronto, and, and that was fun. And again, I felt like, I, I don't know why, but I've just felt Boulevardier-ish, you know, like getting off the Go bus in Toronto. And uh, I could have taken a train or a, a streetcar or something to Liberty Village from Union Station, but I, I walked the whole thing. And everyone's like, you walked it? That's an hour. And I'm like, yeah, I walked for an hour. I wanted to... I wanted to walk the streets of Toronto. I wanted to hear a few different languages. Because uh, you know, I like that. I like hearing different languages. I like even the smell of street meat and the smell of the city. And I, I did it. I did. I walked the whole way. It was nice. It was, and it wasn't a bad day either for that. A lot of records released on Friday. Um, at the Pack AD released a new record. Also, another band that I'll give a quick plug to, um, the Rip Nancys. They have a new record out as well. And I know the Rip Nancys, they opened for the Pack AD at the Horseshoe Thursday night. That's when I was at the record release party. I didn't have a chance to get over to the Horseshoe because uh, I still had to get up at 3 a.m. to do a morning radio show. But uh, the Rip Nancys opened for the Pack AD. They have a new record out. I'll plug that just quickly if you want to look them up. They are uh, four moms from Barrie, Ontario, who all love punk rock. A couple of them have some like uh, some piercings and tats, a couple of sleeves going on. They're punk rock moms, and they started this band called the Rip Nancys, and they're, they're fucking great. And uh, anyways, they have a new record out, if I can give a quick plug to it. But back to Kingston, Ontario, the Glorious Sons. They have their new album out as well. Uh, it came out on Friday, and I saw them on CBC Music Friday night, last night. They were just, they've taken shit to another level, man. Like, even their live performance, the fanship surrounding them. All I could think was, fuck, I hope these guys still talk to me. Like, I hope they still, like, if the stars align, would be interested in being on the podcast. Or, you know, I mean, I owe them a lot. They were on my first episode of this podcast. Brett, the singer, came back a ton of different times for various episodes uh, over the course of the last two years. But I was thinking, fuck, do they, do they even have to talk to me anymore? Like, am I... Or am I just some blip on the radar that they, you know, they, they can move past now? I don't know. I don't know how it works. But anyways, I'm still a fan of theirs. Uh, the Glorious Sons have that new record, Young Beauties and Fools. This is a song from that record. This is not a single. This is. I'm just going to do a couple of them uh, as a quick plug for the guys. This is Sawed Off Shotgun, new from the Glorious Sons, off the album. And then we go to uh, another one, and I, I ended up seeing this uh, live on CBC last night, CBC Music. This was awesome. This, is, uh, this could be the next single. Godless, Graceless, and Young. Killer new song. Love it. Uh, okay, one more. One more. One more. This is a slower uh, ballad. Hide My Love. Glorious Sons from the new record, Young Beauties and Fools, which is out right now. I can no longer hide in this love. 
His voice is just like unreal, right, Brett? I mean, and I think that's part of what makes the Glorious Sun so awesome is it doesn't sound like anything else. Brett's voice doesn't sound like anything else. And Kingston, Ontario, once again, producing incredible rock bands. And I think that there's been this void left with the Tragically Hips um, sad uh, final chapter that they, I mean, you can't, you, you can't argue that the Tragically Hip are the greatest Canadian rock band, like purely Canadian rock band. And maybe the Glorious Sons, also from Kingston, Ontario, are going to take up that mantle because I think there is kind of a, at least I've always had the question, like, who's going to be the next Tragically Hip? Who are they going to be? Was it going to be the Trues? I remember people were saying that about the Trues. Maybe, maybe they have the longevity. Glorious Sons, there's a lot of good contenders for that. Uh, but when you hear this record, you hear the evolution, the way things are going for them. It's like, wow, wow. When you uh, to see that crowd on CBC Music last night was uh, was something special. So, uh, anyways, congrats to them on the release of their new record. Hope you guys talk to me still. I uh, hope I'll, <laughs> hopefully I'll see you in the not so distant future. All right, let's wrap up this podcast. Let's conclude things. This has been a fun chat today. I'm in much better spirits. I haven't done magic mushrooms. But I did get onto the streets of Toronto. I did get to hang out at a record release party. I did get to feel like a boulevardier briefly, uh, which really, really helped. And do do I need to be a boulevardier? Do we need to be in the thick of things? Do I need to be a character or a personality for me to have a positive outlook on life? I'd like to think that I don't need that. But at the moment, I don't know how to cope without being Mr. Socialite. I don't know how to cope with just living in a basement in the suburbs, 45 minutes from Toronto, 45 minutes from the place that I work in Barrie. But anyways, moving on. Because I, now I'm starting to get down. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going there. Um, I've got a couple of comedy shows coming up. Halloween, the 31st of October. Um, I will be at the Fox Lounge and Hot Doggery in Barrie. So that's going to be a fun show. I'm actually, I've already decided what my costume is. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to get the Mike Tyson facial tattoo done on my face. Not permanently, just the Mike Tyson face tattoo um, in henna tattoo. So it'll be semi-permanent. It'll be with me for like a couple of weeks, so, which will be kind of stupid. But I'm going to call myself White Tyson for the evening. So that will be... Uh, October the 31st, Halloween, that's a Tuesday, the Fox Lounge and Hot Doggery. And then also, this coming Thursday, that's the 26th, Thursday, October 26th, there is a brand new room opening up for comedy in Barrie. It's uh, at the Perplexity Escape Room. So this will be a weekly comedy show on Thursdays, hosted by all-pro comedian Chris Quigley. He's been across the country and back and back and forth and all over the place. He's done a lot of everything. He's a really experienced comic. I got mucho respect for him. Uh, When I first moved up here, uh, Ryan Denis, also who's an alumnus of this podcast and a comedian from Kingston, said, yeah, hook up with Quigley, man. He's the real shit, and uh, he is. So he's going to be hosting that every week. I'm on the first show, which I'm excited about. And also doing comedy at an escape room. That's a captive audience. I mean, for people to have to leave the show, they're going to have to solve like a puzzle and get a lock to unlock. And <laughs> now, and for the record, escape room, that is not, it's not a dungeon. It's an escape room. It's a totally different thing. All right, I'll leave you with, you know what? I mentioned... The Rip Nancys. I'm going to leave you with some of the Rip Nancys as uh, we conclude this podcast. Barry Ontario. Look them up. 
This is their single, Mess. This came out like last year. It's been out for a while. They finally got a record. be a Tarantino soundtrack. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.